Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Volume. It's the most wonderful time of the year. What up, y'all? T-Bob here from Snaps, your new favorite college football show on FanDuel. And it might be getting cold, but the sports calendar is heating up. That's why it's the best time of the year. There's so much different place to bet on. Whether you want to bet on the World Cup, you want to bet on uh, the NBA, the NFL, college football, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. The app is safe, secure, easy to use. Uh, They have great exclusive offers, boosts. You get paid fast when you win. And they have all the different ways you can play money line, over-unders, totals, props, futures. And with live betting, you can jump in even if you get to your phone late. And who doesn't love a good same-game parlay? Plus, FanDuel now live in Maryland. And never forget, that's what Maryland does. Crab cakes, football, and FanDuel. So use promo code SNAPS and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more. Yo, what's going on, y'all? Welcome back to a brand new edition of Snaps. It is the first day of the final month of the year. That's right, December 1st, 2022, Mm. uh, which means only one thing, all right? We are here at Championship Weekend of College Football, our favorite sport, as here on Snaps, we are a college football podcast. Uh, I am your host, T-Bob Bear, uh, joined by your other host, LSU and Georgia legend, Mr. Aaron Murray. Aaron, what's up, man? How you doing today? Uh, just ready for my dogs. I'm going to start every show, T-Bob, because I know you love when I bark at you. And my dog just looked at me. I need her to calm down. I don't want her to start barking. Um, no, it's a beautiful day. The weather is beautiful. Uh, and T-Bob, you are T-minus... I don't know, less than 12 hours, 24 hours from baby number three. Do you have we any are, uh, right Let me now? think. We are, yeah, we're, we're, pro- we're probably about 15 hours away, maybe 16 mm. hours away. Um, I am feeling a girl. Uh, most <laughs> likely it's because it's all I know. And it just, um, 
Yeah, just I I don't I I don't I don't know. I just I I I'm feeling a girl thinking maybe Camille, maybe Madeline. I don't know. It's kind of keeping with the Alice and Odette, the vaguely French naming conventions that I've fallen into. Uh, but yeah, we will see. We will see. I mean, I'm about to have an incredible weekend, Aaron. Okay, first I'm going to welcome a new child onto this earth, and I you know once. Mama Bear and the baby are good to go. Your boy is going to be ecstatic. I am going to be feeling wonderful once everybody has healthy in here. Uh, then Saturday morning, I'm going to be treated to the U.S. men's national team beating the hell out of the Dutch because I've always said this, okay? I hate the Dutch. I hate everything they stand for. Okay, I hate advanced uh, drainage capabilities to make swamps into lands that you can uh, live and create civilization on. Uh, I hate windmills. I hate tulips. I hate bicycles. I hate I hate civilizations that allow for the ease of use of bicycle transportation. Like these are things that have pissed me off since before I could talk, and they're all wow. represented by those scheming orange bastards. So, hey, hey, baby, tomorrow, hey, beating hey, the Dutch hey, Saturday just, just morning. Just FYI. After FYI, uh, my wife yeah. is half Dutch. Her dad's from the Netherlands, so. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I screwed up her name the other day, okay? On purpose. It was, it was, if I. Classic Dutch okay, no, Shannon, as we always call her. Dutch yeah, Shannon. Dutch Shannon. Shannon. Dutch Shannon. God. <laughs> anyway, so new baby beating the hell out of the Dutch Saturday morning uh... and then becoming the first three loss SEC champion since the 2001 LSU Tigers did it 21 mm. years ago when they beat the second ranked Tennessee volunteers that were going to the Rose Bowl going to the national championship well guess what the Tigers about to get that SEC ring and it's it's going to complete a perfect weekend for your boy dude I mean baby USMNT going to the quarterfinals LSU winning the SEC let's freaking go dude Hey, listen, listen, going two for three, T-Bob, will put you in the Hall of Fame. Just know that. Two for three. Look, I know it's long odds That's all you need. That's all you need. Okay, I, yeah. I know it's long odds for the U.S. to get it done. What are better odds right can, now? Okay? What are better odds to win the game? What are better odds to win the game? I looked this, uh, LSU, no, I looked this up earlier. Is plus 640. LSU is, yeah, yeah, yeah. LSU yeah. is twice as big of underdogs as the U.S. is against the Netherlands. Yeah. I think that in the U.S. now is like plus 320. Somewhere around there. US and LSU's no, US plus, is plus 180. Plus 180. Oh, shit. Okay. Let's there you go, go. dude. Uh, so a much more underdogs. <laughs> Don't go losing um, your diaper money on LSU winning the game, but uh, it'll be you like can parlay the two for plus almost 20 to one. Yes. T Bob. We'll Don't be a little bitch. New baby Don't be game parlay, bitch. dude. Or the yeah the, the 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 get Fanduel on the horn for the new baby parlay play, as the new Bay Bay parlay. Okay, there we go. We finally land on it. The new Bay Bay parlay. It's LSU and the U.S. money lines. Bam, win some big time money this time. Um, hey, every, risk risky, risky, every risk is risky, T Bob. Every risk is risky. Every risk is risky. Exactly. Um, congratulations to our moderator, Bilbo Baggins, who also just had yes, a, yes, yes. uh, a baby. Uh, and thank you to everybody who's hanging out with us here in the chat, man. Um, thank you to FanDuel for helping to put this show on FanDuel Sportsbook app, promo code snaps. 
Uh, also, we now have Snaps merch. So if you want to buy some volume merch, some Snaps merch, uh, look at the links. They're in the chat. They're on the video description of the YouTube channel. If you use the promo code SNAPS20, you get 20% off. All right. Plan for today? Talk 12-team playoff. Um, please get your comments in. I love using counter-arguments against the 12-team playoff as a rhetorical launching point for proving why I think those points are ridiculous. And then um, after that, we'll go down the Power 5 championship games. It's championship week. We are here. The the final weekend of the college football regular season. Uh, all right, Aaron. The it, it was big news yesterday as the Rose Bowl finally capitulated. And although the details still have to be worked out, it looks like college football will be getting a 12-team playoff in 2024. Um, I think this is huge because, like we talked about yesterday, I think this year's playoff setup in particular kind of shows the absurdity of the current system, right? That you have four teams that are already in and are being challenged with conference championship games that arguably one, maybe two of them, is having to put that status at risk while others are just getting to sit at home and not do anything and maybe stand to uh, benefit off of not yep. doing anything and not accomplishing the same things these other teams did in the regular season. We talked about how stupid that is. Well, it looks like we won't have to do it again, Aaron, but one more year because now in 2024, a 12-team playoff. Let's go, dude. Let's go. And I love what the, uh, you know, just reading articles about this right now. Uh, you know, the Rose Bowl, love the Rose Bowl. It's the granddaddy of them all. The, the stadium's incredible. The tradition's incredible. It is the game. But, you know, they, they're the ones kind of been holding things up a little bit right now. They wanted special treatment to kind of go along with the plan. And essentially, uh, college football said, uh, either you're in or you're out. You're in or you're yeah. out. We ain't going to make any special recommend, you know, special circumstances for you coming in. We will obviously give you the stage. We'll make the game great, just like we make every other game that we're going to put on in the playoffs leading up to the national championship, a, a badass event. So they jumped on board. Thank goodness. Now we can just focus on getting ready for 2024. And and to me, if I'm if I'm a if I'm a team that's not Georgia or Alabama or Ohio State, I am jumping up for joy right now. And I'm calling every single recruit saying, hey, listen, you're, you're, you're a freshman or sophomore year, whatever you're coming out. If you come to our school, you can compete for a championship. You do not, in California, you don't need to go to Alabama. You don't need to go to the East Coast. You can stay right home. In two years, we are gonna have a chance to compete for a championship every single year year i think the parody in college football is only going to get better we're seeing it this year right now and hell yeah let's go baby i wish it was this year I wish it was this year but no i mean look i so it's 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 kind of an odd conversation because to me it feels so obviously exciting that like I almost need comments that disagree to be able to show why I'm so excited about it. Like Rob D in the chat says, 12-team playoff is going to take meaning out of big-time regular season games, um, but add value to 8 versus 13 matchups as a trade-off isn't worth it, IMO. But whatever, it's happening. Well, here's my deal, Rob. You, you, you hit it right there. You say it'll take meaning out of the big-time regular season games. I, 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 I don't agree. I think it adds value to way more regular season games, right? A couple of weeks ago, uh, you had Utah and Oregon. Uh, because of the current playoff setup, 
Uh, we did not care about that game nearly as much because both had already misstepped enough where they were eliminated. If 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 we had the expanded playoff, that game would have been a game that could have like almost been like a pseudo playoff game. Like let's yeah. say that uh, Texas A&M against LSU last week. Let's say that Texas A&M was also like uh, nine and two entering the game, or like eight and three. Right? You're going to have more games in the regular season yeah. that end up mattering, and you can still say the big time games matter because, as I imagine that we will see in a 12 team playoff, getting a bye is massive. Think about how exciting it is to get yeah. a bye week during a football season. Like people get angry about when they don't like where their buy falls if it falls too early in the season uh, as a player the bye week is an incredible opportunity to rest your body to kind of reset uh for what comes next so no there's still rewards to be had for winning those one five matchups but yeah i mean to me this just makes I think the biggest every game more exciting yeah i think what everyone i think the big the big gripe i keep hearing about these you know the, the the regular season game is not meaning as much. Everyone points to Ohio State, Michigan. That 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 that, that like, to me that's like the number one argument right now. People say, well, that game last week wouldn't have mattered anything because one team could say, oh, well, whatever, we're in the playoffs, we're not, we're going to have to fight. Especially if you get to the point where uh, these conferences do go divisionless, similar to what the Pac-12 does, the Big 12 does. SEC is going to get to the point, and I would think. The Big Ten, when they do add USC and UCLA and possibly a couple more, they as well go divisionless. So I think the worry is, okay, those teams face each other. Win or lose, does it matter? You're still probably going to be in. Even if you guys play each other in the conference championship game, you're in, so the game doesn't matter. Disagree with that, and, and I'll, I'll take it a different angle here, T-Bob. That's your rival. That is the biggest game on your calendar each and every year. It means a lot to the players. It means a lot to the fan bases. You talk about it for 364 days out of the year, 365 days, including the day. Like, you're not going to show up on a Saturday if I'm an Ohio State player and say, you know what? We're going to play Michigan today, but we're still in the playoffs. I think I'm going to just coast. I think I'm just going to take the day off. I think I'm going to relax. Like, I could care less if we win this game. Like, do fans really think a player – is just going to take a day off against their biggest rival because they know they're going to be in the playoffs. No, they're not. These are the well, you also, play the I mean, game, you love the game, you go out there and compete. So I don't think it's going to diminish it. I think it's only going to help more and more games down the line. It's going to help this weekend too. I mean, look at this weekend. There's one game that really matters, and that's it. What about if Clemson, North Carolina yeah. actually meant something? And then the winner of yeah. that game could get into the playoffs. What if LSU had a legitimate chance to make it into the playoffs? And same with Kansas State. And if LSU uh, win, they would not only Utah. get into the 12-team playoff, they would get a bye. Yes. Uh, so they like, would get a bye, which is interesting. Way more intriguing, way more interesting. Um, okay, so, so I will say this. Yeah, if you tell me that Michigan or Ohio State wouldn't mean anything, I mean, I completely disagree. Uh, what it means is that Michigan will likely get that bye. A Michigan team yeah. whose best player in Blake Corum needs that buy. Uh, his status for this weekend is still up in the air as he's recovering from that knee injury. Well, guess what? He would now get a buy, whereas Ohio State would have to play host to a very good and very hot Washington team. And, and sure, Ohio State likely wins that game, but I think that's a distinct advantage for Michigan to be able to sit at home while Ohio State 
has to go out and challenge themselves uh, in that manner. Uh, if you're worried about blowouts, I think that this creates more good playoff games because, yeah, you will still have Georgia blowing teams out, uh, but but that's not really uh, criticism of anything because who wouldn't Georgia blow out at this point, right? I will say that you will get some incredible games with Ohio State playing host to Washington, Alabama playing host to Utah, Tennessee playing host to Kansas State, Penn State, Clemson. Then you get yep. the round after that. Like, yes, you will get a ton of very good football games. And how about this? At the end of the day, um, you objectively get the best champion. And and and, yep. and and I'm using objective very purposefully there, right? Because we have taken mm -hmm. out subjectivity. And you say, oh, well, T-Bob, the, the six at-large bids, those are subjective. And, and I understand what you're saying. And um, that is fair, but it's almost like a law of diminishing returns thing, right? When only two teams yep. make it, like in the BCS, only two teams make it, people get really pissed off if it feels like you made the wrong choice and didn't put in the right two teams, or it's very hard to agree on those right two teams. When four teams make it, uh, people still get really upset. If you can't get that four team right, or maybe there's like a fifth team that deserves to be in there, but it's a little less so. When you get down to number 12, um, sure, will Florida State be mad that they're not in there? They're 13 at nine and three, and Washington's 12 at 10 and two or whatever. Like, Sure, Florida State fans can be mad and they can craft arguments, say, well, this is why we should be in blah, blah, blah. But it's never going to get that kind of national yep. blowback. Because at the end of the day, you will have had the 12 best teams in college football have to solve it on the actual field, right? Which that's what this has always been about, is getting to a place where the football is not solved by conferences or rooms or subjectivity or opinion, but solving it with actual football. Because again, this entire year, has been a year that has just reinforced and shown us that we don't always know what's going to happen. Ohio State was a big favorite over Michigan. Pretty much everybody thought they were going to roll. Um, in the more extreme cases, what South Carolina randomly did the last two weeks. 18- uh, to 22-year-olds are weird. They're young. They're full of variables. Yep. Things can go awry. And so I love, and the most important thing to keep sight of, is that now you will get an objectively more satisfying champion when this will be all said and done. What well, listen, it, listen, it, it also engages the entire country. You know, what have, what have people bitched about for for the existence of this 14 playoff? It's it's usually centered right in the southeast. That's it. It's Clemson, it's Alabama, it's Georgia, you throw an Ohio yes. State there in a little bit in the little Midwest. But it's all focused on the southeast. Like half the country doesn't, you know, doesn't watch football for for January unless it's the NFL. Like they are not engaged with college football. So I think for the health of the game to bring in more eyeballs and to bring in more excitement, to bring in more dollars, to bring in more competitive games, to keeping kids that want to stay on the West coast because those programs are getting better. This was needed now as a, as a, as a fan of UCLA or USC or Oregon or Washington, I'm just focused on the West coast here. You have something to actually cheer for and pay attention to and you get the watch snaps in December and January. I mean, I feel bad for our people on the West Coast. They probably stop watching snaps yeah. when, when, when all their West Coast teams are done. Now, all of a sudden, they get to enjoy <laughs> snaps for an extra month. Like, how awesome is that, T-Bob? They get one more month of you and I pumping up the Trojan boys, yeah. pumping up the Bruins. That's good stuff. I'm oh, all for it. Okay. Uh, Give the people uh, No, I mean, 
I, I, I agree. I agree. Like that is honestly the best argument that I've heard for the 12 team playoff is uh, more people listening to this podcast. That is very, yeah. very well said, Aaron. Do you think that conference championship games have to go or are conference championship mm -hmm. games even more interesting because they kind of represent an outside path in, right? Like, what if Purdue, against all odds, beats Michigan this weekend, and then they would find themselves in uh, in the playoff, and then it would be Ohio State and Michigan taking up two of the six at-large bids? Uh, it's, it's crazy to me, uh, but I think that's when you need to get away to from I think the, the way to get around that, and I think it's going to happen too, I, I brought it up a little bit ago, is just getting rid of the divisions with inside the conference. That way we're not having to worry about, say, a Purdue getting in. We're not have to worry about uh, a three-loss LSU possibly getting in. Sorry, T-Bob. Yeah. But you put two of the better teams in from the conference to play in their conference <laughs> championship. That way that the winner does deserve to get in because of the body of work that they put in during the season. So I think that's how you avoid that craziness. Love now, dude. I think Aiden O'Connell and company. I, I I think they've put in a hell of a body of work to win the Big Ten West there and get themselves to this mm. conference championship. If they can beat a Michigan team that's undefeated and looks great, I don't know that I would argue they don't deserve to be in the 12 team playoff. I, okay. They deserve here, to be in it, but I don't think they deserve to have the opportunity to beat Michigan, is what I'm saying. Uh and uh, look, I guess my overall point is 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 that um I do think that there's a lot of details to still figure out with this, right? Yes. Uh, does this eventually change the entire fabric of the college football schedule? Does week zero become week one? Do you get rid of cupcake games? Do you go to a mm -hmm. shorter but more impactful uh, college football schedule featuring all power five on power five? Um, I, I, I think that eventually the, these sort of questions will be answered and we'll see the kind of ripple effects of all of this. But the bottom line, is that this means that not only during the regular season are you going to have more premier matchups that will either take away or give hope for making that postseason, but then you'll also get way more badass, super important postseason matchups. And if you love college football, it just seems like a massive win for everybody. And, uh, yes, yep. you know, very um, – just and, and everybody makes more money, which is the – you know, money is the driving force behind everything. More – $450 million more gross coming yeah in. like that's uh bb says ncaa should directly pay players now i do think that's going to be interesting to see is and we kind of talked about before the show but if you have players maybe opting out of the playoff like is a championship game is the allure of a championship if you're like the lowest seed is that enough for a premier nfl prospect to put himself at risk uh, instead of going and getting ready for the combine. Time will tell. If it's not, no, I, I imagine so. that problem can be fixed. Do you think Bryce Young would play in the playoff if it was, if it was available this year? Yes. Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. I, 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 I think, I, I think, I think, I think Bryce like, Young would. Yes. I, I think he would. Um, I think maybe an example would be like, like hey, I guess it would be like if, if Michael Penix, if Michael Penix had to go to Ohio State and Michael Penix is tracking as like a first round quarterback, does Michael Penix go and do that? I mean, I don't know. The competitor in me says yes, yes but yes. but but at the same time, I'm not having to sit in a room where my agent's like, hey man, if you don't get hurt, you're going to make millions of dollars. And plus, you need to have a good combine, which is a whole different training regimen than getting ready for football. So like 
I get both sides, but my point is, with the extra money, you could probably just pay players. Like, the NFL pays players extra when you make the playoffs. Whoa. I think they could probably end up doing that. Well, I think too, I mean, let's not forget like the endorsements that are going to come with these playoff games. Like you are one of the part of the top 12 teams in the country. So if you're a starting quarterback like Michael Penix Jr. and you are in the playoffs and going against Ohio State, I guarantee you there's going to be some opportunities you, for you to make money leading up to the game, posting yeah, some picture point. on social media, representing some company. So like while you may not get paid directly from the NCAA, you will get paid because of the game that you're being a, you're a part of and that your name's going to be in a lot of conversations heading into that game. So there is well, money and to if be you ball out of it. Well, and if you yes. ball out, right? Yeah, you could get injured. That's football. But if Michael Penix goes and beats Ohio State, you're going to tell me the NFL scouts wouldn't it be like salivating at that, right? No, they'd be. I, they, I, I they, want to say one thing real stand. quick. Yeah, right, and then so, we'll move so on just again. Blaze, yeah, just Blaze just said, yes, more yeah. bad postseason matchups, please. Um. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Uh, let, let, let's just put the matches. I know T-Ball went over, but just to reiterate, if we had the playoffs today, you cannot tell me this would be bad football. Ohio State versus Washington, Alabama versus Utah, Tennessee versus Kansas State, and Penn State versus Clemson. Those are that's four Sound great awesome. football games. <laughs> yeah, like what, where is a bad game in that situation? Like if you're a fan of college football and you see those brands going at it, my ass would be on the chair drinking a cold beer with T-Bob, enjoying it, getting ready to do a late-night snaps and saying, hell yeah, well, why didn't like, we do this 10 years ago? Well, and even look at your top four seeds. Are you telling me that TCU yeah. and USC like looks like they would just roll through 5 through 12? Like, no, no. not at all. We've seen those teams struggle yep. with 5 through yep. 12. So, no, get the hell out of here. The problem is it's just that I do get it. College football is top-heavy, right? And the the – the behemoth in the room can feel overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And right now in Kirby Smart in Georgia, you have a group that feels overwhelming. Uh, Aaron, how many regular season wins in a row now is this for Georgia? Uh, 24. Is it three? It's two seasons in a or, row undefeated, more. or is it? It's two seasons, three seasons in a row undefeated. No, just Oof. two. Just two 12 and 0 seasons right now. I think they're 30 and 31 over the past 31 games or 30 and 30 oh and one, excuse God. me, 30 and one over the past 31 games. Um, yeah. Mm. So there you it's go. Be nice. There you it's go. Like, it's going to be nice to get that three peat again next year too. I hope man. you guys are excited for a, uh, is Stetson an all time college football great coming sometime in mid December. Um, you say that with a lot of uh, venom and judgment in your voice from, yeah. and I understand what you're getting at mm -mm. because I don't think he's an all-time college great, but there is something to be said for him being the player most responsible for their win in the national championship last year. It's almost and like it's an interesting conversation topic. It's like my whole job. And, and, and winning it. Damn you, you've sucked me in uh your producer wiles you've basically spread your production legs and sucked me in with your temptations oh. once again because as i was gonna say yeah i mean you know like if it, it, it stetson deserves his roses because georgia hadn't won the natty since 81 and it was very fun to clown georgia for that and it looked like they were never going to win it again and then stetson's the one who finally got that and by the way i won the barking pole right Let's yeah go, i just saw dude. that too what, what is barker. this your airman. bark was shit, uh, by the way. Not, That's how you sound. Case. I was yeah. just imitating you. No, 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 no. 
like how you said no 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 and like like no 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 bro watch this shit i'm about to do something intimidating (laughs) 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 oh my god dude who would win in a fight a fucking bengal tiger or a bulldog okay answer me that Andy J, first of all, he doesn't need more base. I agree with Andy. He needs he needs I'm more base. I'm clearly engaging the diaphragm <laughs> diaphragm when I'm doing this. Like I feel it in the belly, the soul coming out. That's a Hulk scream. That's a bark. All right, boys, let's talk about the games. All right. Oh, my bad. My bad. My bad, bro. My bad. Okay. That was a little slap of the hand there. Uh, okay. Let's get to the top games of the weekend and, uh, we'll just go in chronological order here. And that means that we will start with tomorrow night's game. Uh, the Trojans, USC and Utah, uh, USC losing this game earlier in the season on a two point conversion in Utah. Um, a game in which they kind of had a lot working against them in terms of circumstance. Uh, but the thing is, Aaron, I don't feel that this is the same USC team, right? I feel like they've only gotten better since that game. I feel like the confidence that they have after getting the two big wins at back-to-back weeks over UCLA and then an even more impressive win over Notre Dame and the form that Caleb Williams is in right now. Mm. And it's not any slight to Utah because I think they are excellent. And we get into that. But just the form that Caleb Williams and that team is in right now, they're playing with more belief than ever. I, I, I think that USC, I, I think they get it done against the Utes. I think they get revenge. And I think they, uh, they win their first Pac-12 championship since 2018. Uh, I'm with you, man. I think USC wins this game. Uh, I just Caleb right now is is clearly the best player in the country. There's no doubt about that. He's playing with a lot of confidence. He's throwing the ball at an extremely high level. What he's doing in the pocket, though, he, he it looks like a a a professional going against a high school player. Like that's what I did back in high school. And I'm not even athletic, and I was doing that. Like he's doing that against good defenses, and it's just it's it's just to me the game has slowed down so much for him that it's just it's all coming to him at a very easy pace to be able to go make plays over and over again the arm angles the the adjustments the throwing the ball vertically down the field they're going to be fine on offense there's no doubt about it they, they will score points against most pretty much every team in the country maybe besides you know we'll see what they look like versus michigan and georgia win that matchup and if that matchup does come about um it, it's about the defense we've talked about it all year like what 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 will we see from this defense and can they slow down please can they slow down Dalton Kincaid. Let's go back to the first matchup, the tight end for, for Utah. 16 catches, yeah. 234 yeah. yards, and a touchdown. I mean, it's just outrageous stats were put up by him. So can you slow him down? Last week versus Mayer, Mayer the tight end for, for Notre Dame, one of the best in the country. Eight catches, 98 yards, two touchdowns. A little bit better slowing him down. Still, you know, got to slow him down in the red zone a little bit and, and not, you know, put your safeties on an island. But if you can slow down the tight end spot and force someone else to beat you, I think the defense could be fine. And then just get a couple turnovers. It just it's 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 every single week this defense bends, breaks a little bit, but then gets you a turnover. Um, I just think they're the better team. I think they're playing at a high level right now. I said it yesterday. USC and Michigan are two of the most confident teams in America right now, and uh, it's at a neutral site. They're not playing there versus Utah at their home field. I think that plays a big factor in this as well. Give me UCLA with a big win. Uh, you, you, I know that you couldn't help yourself just now at the end, but you did say UCLA with the big win. Um, Sorry, USC. Sorry, USC. My bad. I don't know, bro. I think you are officially kicked 
out of La Petite Trojan <laughs> Boys. You had no faith in the cover last week. Don't give any shit about thinking they were going to win. Just not cover. It's still no faith. Uh, you just dropped a UCLA. You know what they call that, Aaron? A Freudian mm. slip. Okay. Because mm. in your heart, you are still barren. Yep. Uh, so I am the only Le Petit Trojan boy on the show. Look, Lincoln Riley may not be good at winning playoff games, but Lincoln Riley is very good at getting to playoff games. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates, to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals. JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older, and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco-alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What up, y'all? T-Bob here from your favorite college football podcast, Snaps, right here on the Volume Sports Network. And check this out. If you're looking to get more out of college football championship week, it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because 
new customers get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars so how that works uh whatever you bet in that no sweat bet if you lose you get that money back in free bet so if you wanted to you know say you want to deposit a hundred dollars in there you could go ahead bet that hundred maybe double up but if you lose well you get that money back in free bets to play with anyway right so you just download the FanDuel sportsbook app it's safe secure super easy to use and you already know you can bet on everything, right? Even if you're getting to the TV late, you can bet live, same game parlays. Uh, you can do futures. You can do player props, anything and everything. I mean, just in terms of spreads this weekend, uh, I mean, USC minus two and a half against Utah. USC playing as good as anybody in the country right now. USC looking for revenge on Utah. I like that. LSU's getting 17 and a half against Georgia. I don't think I like that. 18 and a half now on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. So, uh, look, the bottom line is that if you want to play college football, you want to play with FanDuel. Right now, FanDuel is live in Maryland. So, Marylanders, make sure you get in on the action. All the great offers, the boosts, which are just for you. Crab cakes, football, and FanDuel. So, don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in free bets if you join FanDuel with the promo code SNAPS. That's FanDuel, promo code SNAPS. I did find this a bit interesting. Um, you don't quite realize how good Utah's been recently, or I guess I didn't. I mean, I know they've always been good, but this is their year. fourth Pac-12 championship. No, 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 no. Sorry. I mean, like, this is Utah's fourth Pac-12 championship in the last five years. I mean, they, they they have been here a lot recently. Uh, this is USC's fourth time in this game all time since it came about. Interestingly, both team has only won one. So they both have not done well uh, traditionally when they've gotten here. Somebody's got to win. I'll take the guy in the team who has the quarterback who kind of looks like Patrick Mahomes back there. Uh, he, he looks unbelievable. So give me USC. And that's, again, no disrespect to Cam Rising. Or Whittingham, maybe I'll be proven wrong. Uh, but it's just really hard to beat a team twice, especially a team with Caleb Williams. Uh, anything else yeah. on the Pac-12 championship before we head to the Big 12? Uh, no, no. It'll be a fun time watching it tomorrow night. Uh, I, I, I do I do like the fact that it's on Friday night. I think it's the best game of the weekend. Yeah. Uh, that Great and the teaser. Big 12 championship we're about to get into. So it'll be a fun, fun, fun little starter to the weekend. So uh, shout out FanDuel, FanDuel Sportsbook app, promo code SNAPS for all the great sign-up deals. Uh, USC is favored by two and a half. Similarly, another uh, rematch, only with the kind of first result flipped, TCU favored by two and a half against Kansas State. Uh, and to me, um, well, actually, Aaron, I'll let, I'll let you start this, th th this one because I'm feeling TCU here. Uh, but you've been saying for probably the better part of like almost two months now that Kansas State's going to beat TCU in the Big 12 championship. Yep. Why do you feel so good about Kleeman and Deuce Vaughn and this Kansas State Wildcat team? Well, listen, first of all, TCU has improved immensely here in the past month on defense. So, you know, they, they definitely have more of an opportunity to win this game compared to the first go-around. I just still don't like their defense. I think Will Howard who has been playing great this entire season, who I anticipate playing this weekend yep. at the quarterback spot for Kansas State, had his way that first go-round, 13-20, 2-25, two touchdowns. You know, I, I'll, I'll make the excuse again. I mean, the reason they lost the football game up 28-10 to 10 is Adrian Martinez was out. 
Uh, Will Howard gets banged Wait. up. Jake Jake hold Rubley on, comes on, in. Hold on. No, 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 no. What? what? Time what? out, Eric. Time out. Time out. You want to have your cake and eat it too? You can't praise Will Howard having his way in game number one and then say that Adrian Martinez getting hurt was the reason why why they lost. Adrian Martinez First getting on, hurt is the only reason why Will Howard played. No, no, no. This just gets to the point that like if if Adrian was there and starting and got hurt, then you would have had Will Howard to back him up. But the problem is you were already down one quarterback. Then you lose your second quarterback. Then you're on to your no, third. No, no, no. Adrian Martinez did start that game, and he went out. And then Will Howard went, came in, and then Rubley came Whatever. in and threw like one pass. Yeah, for an interception. He threw for an interception. So all I'm saying at the end of the day is they had to go to their third string quarterback. His first play, he comes in with an interception. That's all I'm saying, yeah. T. Like they had to go deep into the quarterback spot to, 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 to try to figure out how to hold on to the lead. As long as they stay healthy at quarterback, which I think they'll have both guys healthy. I'm anticipating Will Howard to have a day. I think they're, I think they win the football. I think it's gonna be a great football game. I think TCU is still going to be in the playoffs. They deserve it. I'm still a fan of what they've done this season. I just think Kansas state, as we talked about this previous game, it's always tough to beat a team twice. They should have won the first time. I think they're going in with that kind of confidence and, and pissed off that they didn't win it. And um, they, they take care of business. Give me Kansas State in this one. Yeah, I do like that I'm just ignoring uh, or applying cliches wherever it fits who I want to win the game, right? Like uh, in the USC case, yeah, it's hard to beat a good team twice. Like Utah's in trouble. USC's going to win. In this case, no, 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 no. TCU's the better team. Uh, they're just going to win twice because they are flat out better. Here, here, here's the deal. I actually would argue that it was an advantage for Kansas State the first time around that Adrian Martinez got hurt. Because when you oh, look yeah. at Will Howard's body of work, he's actually been fantastic. However, yeah. going into that game, and Will Howard and Adrian Martinez are two very different style of quarterbacks. Will Howard doing the more traditional through the airway. Obviously, Adrian Martinez is a complete running machine. And so mm -hmm. if you're TCU and you're already not the best defense and you're game planning to stop Adrian Martinez, well, that is a wildly different game plan than what you need to do to stop Will Howard. So all of a sudden you get hit with this little switcheroo. And in fact, if you look at Kansas State's last five games in which they have been excellent, they're four and yeah. one in the last five. They're averaging 40 points a game. They've only given up 15 points total, like 15 total points in all the second halves in those five games. But the one game they lost was the one game Will Howard didn't play when Adrian Martinez was back. Every other game they won. So I think that TCU this time around, with multiple games of film on Will Howard, knowing that while there is some talk out there that I read that like maybe Adrian Martinez could get used in some unique ways or some like sub packages, it still looks like he's mainly going to be too limited uh, to have a consistent impact of the game like i think this is actually a better setup for tcu this time around because they know they're preparing for will howard and they will have more information on him and how to stop him uh and plus like what at a certain point you got to stop doubting tcu right all they do is just keep coming through all mad max yep. duggan and company does is just keep finding a way to win i think they'll do it again uh last thing here Aaron, I, I, um oh good yeah go ahead no you got no it. i was gonna ask you so so say Say USC loses on Friday night, TCU wins. Is Max Duggan the Heisman winner? 
Oh, um, I don't know who's left. I don't know who's left. I, I to me, it's 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 clearly Caleb Williams, and I and I think even if he has a great game, they lose. It still will be him. But say Caleb shits the bed. Say he has an awful night. Yeah, and they lose. And it's because of him. TCU wins. I, I don't know anyone left besides Max Duggan to 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 get the Heisman. For reference, Caleb Williams is currently minus three thousand to win the Heisman on Vandal. <laughs> oh God. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe. So, maybe, yeah, so, so, so there's maybe. about a four point four percent. I'm talking like he would have Max to I, winning mathematically. He would have to crap the bed. It would have to be really bad. Way. It's certainly yes. It is. It is still it theoretically bit, on the board. Like how bad does Caleb Williams have to play for Max to win? Two, three picks, and they lose. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess, right? I I, I suppose yeah. so. But yeah, it feels like Max Duggan would almost be by default, probably yeah. the next guy. Um, kind of shaping up to be a weird, kind of unexciting Heisman race. Uh, you know what? People aren't talking about this game though. Probably enough. Uh, Aaron are the two backs, right? And I'm talking about both Deuce Vaughn and uh, Kendra mm-hmm. Miller on the TCU side of the equation. Uh, Deuce Vaughn's gone for 1,300 yards. Uh, seven touchdowns on the year. Of course, if you're my age and you remember Darren Sproles, it just feels like Kansas State is at its best when it has a 5'6 yep. running back uh, and, well, kind of looks that way as well. But it, Miller is someone who you don't really think about for TCU because, I mean, we're sitting here talking about Max Duggan. Everybody talks about Quentin Johnson, the big wide receiver. Miller has over 1,200 yards and 16 touchdowns on the year. He's ran for a touchdown in 13 straight games, longest active streak in the FBS, and two away from Latine, Ladanian Tomlinson's school record. So, like, I, I look, I, I think if you're looking for a kind of weather vane pointing you to whether or not TCU is going to get it done, what kind of night is Miller having? Uh, I think TCU gets it done. You think Kansas State does? I do. Yep. It'll be a great game, though. What Second is best game Quinn of the week? Johnson, Quinn Griffin. Yep. Uh, next on the list, uh, the best game of the weekend, LSU. Georgia, the Tigers, uh, big time underdogs here. Uh, you gotta love the next level strategy from Brian Kelly. Like this is how Brian Kelly got to be in a top five coach in the entire country. He studied the tape. Okay, Aaron, watch the tape. You always say that. Brian Kelly watched the tape. He saw that Georgia is at its worst when it perceives you to not be a threat, right? Um, when when you play possum, if you will. So Kelly looking to kind of take down the natural, you know, the predators kind of natural hackles, like looking to maybe get Georgia at ease a bit. Kelly decides, okay, we've already won the West. If we go into A&M and we allow ourselves to be run over and look pathetic, well, that is the best possible, possible path to having Georgia overlook us, and then we can catch him by surprise when they least expect it. Genius maneuvering by Brian Kelly here, looking shitty last week, only to come back and affect the upset tomorrow and have LSU fans walk out of there as being SEC champions. Yeah, I guess he just he, he didn't want to win a national championship. He's like, that's just that's that's too much for year one. I don't want to yep. like completely blow my load in year one. Uh let's just let's yep. pace ourselves a little bit. I just want to win an SEC championship. The expectations. Do you want Way to deal with many. that? I, get I mean, it. if you win a championship yeah. in year one, Aaron, then you got to win one every year, dude. No, I'm so you. It's, that's it's, it the is only a way that you can plan. make sense of what happened last week. A hundred percent. You you are. He is playing chess while we are playing checkers. Congratulations yeah. to him uh, for for these mind games right now. Uh, listen, 
Georgia got punk last year in this football game. We all thought they were going to win. I was screaming from the top of Mercedes-Benz Stadium that Alabama was garbage, that Georgia was a better team, that we're about to slay this dragon, get this monkey off our back. Uh, Georgia fans, don't be a little bitch. Walk into the stadium with your chest up. And uh, I walked out of there crying like a little B-I-T-C-H because I uh, got embarrassed. Yeah, I was like, I love how he decided it's okay to say bitch at 240, but 241, so bridge too far. Yeah, I just like, just too, sometimes it's just too much. He so almost said, in a little I had him on uh, my radio show <laughs> off the bench this morning, and he almost said, don't be a little bitch. Uh, he said, don't be a little B-I-T-C-H. Ended up, uh, <laughs> I know this, this uh, but anyways. They got embarrassed. It ain't going to happen again. Uh, I was talking with with Chris Smith the other night, defensive back for Georgia. The guy that's been in, this will be his fourth SEC championship game. Like, how crazy is that? That, you know, if you go to Georgia, you're going to be in Atlanta fighting for an SEC championship and then going to the playoffs. It's just what Kirby's building right now. But they want to win. They don't want to get embarrassed. They want, they want the perfect season. Like, winning a national championship is amazing. That's all you could ever want. But... We know it. Winning an SEC championship game is right below that. And then going for a complete perfect season is next level. So um, they're feeling that. They know they're the better football team. Mm. And and Georgia, is is it, they're in a spot right now where they pick and choose when they want to go out there and kick ass. And I think this is one of the games where they do decide, okay, this is a a Tennessee game. This is a an Oregon game. This is a game versus Florida where we actually show up, play Florida quarters of football, and, and just dominate. Um, the only way LSU makes this a game, I said on your show this morning, T-Bob, they got to take some chances. They got to pick and choose. Like when you get that one-on-one shot, you can't be scared. You got to go for the big one. Because if you think you're going to methodically move the ball down the field against this defense, you're in trouble. Tennessee couldn't do it. Um, and they missed their shots. When the shots are there, you take them, but you better hit. Uh, because right now, I just don't see any other way that LSU feels like they can move the ball up and down the football field. You know, Aaron, it's kind of funny. I talk about Lincoln Riley being good at making the playoffs, not winning the playoffs. Georgia's been very good at making the SEC championship yeah. game. Um, Y'all have struggled when it comes to winning the SEC championship. Mm -hmm. Only one in three for Kirby Smart yeah. in these SEC championships. And I mean, you just you just look at, you know, I'm, I'm thinking back to when I was a kid, dude. I remember uh, watching that game in 2003 where LSU put it on Georgia's ass. Uh, I remember playing in the game in 2011 where LSU put it on Georgia's ass. I, I remember being oh, at the game in 2019 that, when that LSU put it on the Honey Badger. Georgia's the honey ass. Badger fumbled, fumbled the ball. Now, now you, you, know, George, the big you, you know the big difference in that chat. game? You know the last two? You know the what? big difference the last two? LSU is the number one <laughs> team in the nation at that time. That That's, oh. that's a little bit different. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit different. Uh, it's the well, other way and, around now, Tima. We Rob, are the number one team in the nation now. As Rob D says in the chat, what about 05, buddy? You're right, okay? I somehow forgotten about 2005. Actually, I had not. I was at the 05 game as well and watched that Georgia Bulldog team uh, whoop up on LSU. But that's still 3-1, bitch, okay? We're going for the gentleman sweep this year. We're about to make that thing 4-1. Um Yes, BB, and I played with the Honey Badger. 2011 was my last year at LSU. Uh, okay, he here's what I will say is that my – okay, realistically, we went basically position by position for the first hour of the show today and tried to like be like, okay, how do you try to stop this? And it looks awful. 
for LSU. There's yeah. just not an advantage to be had on the field. Uh, and especially, like, maybe offensively, you know, there's some things that I think are interesting for LSU. But even then – and I mean, like, when Georgia's on offense. Um, but even then, Georgia represents so many unique problems. Like, nobody has tight ends like Georgia has. LSU hasn't really had to deal yep. with that. Nobody quite throws to the back as much as Georgia does. Um, maybe kind of Alabama Jameer Gibbs a little bit. Uh, but whatever. To me, the scariest part is the Georgia defense. Because you just look at the game logs from the last two years and there's nothing to look at and be like, oh, we can do that. Except for the SEC championship last year where Bryce Young threw for 400 yards. And I yeah. feel bad, but I don't see Jaden Daniels throwing for 400 yards this game. So, like, I almost feel like it's, it's a game where if LSU wants to win it, it's like the old – Malcolm Gladwell book, David versus Goliath, right? How do you affect mm -hmm. an upset as an underdog? You have to be willing to be very risky in strategies that may make you lose worse, but also might have yep. huge payoff. So, like, if there's a world where maybe you can get Jaden Daniels into this mindset of F it, if, if I can yeah. manufacture one-on-one, -on -one, I'm just going to chunk it deep and see if my receiver can win that battle, maybe, maybe you could get there, yep. but I don't know, dude. I just do not see... Yeah how you are supposed to move, especially because when you look at how Jane Daniels has gotten shut down this year, Georgia's defense has the best personnel to reenact that shutting down. Yes, no, they do. Um, I mean, that's the key to, I mean, what, how healthy is Jaden? How confident is he in running the football when, when things aren't there? You and I both agree. You got to take some shots last year. The reason why Alabama won Jameson Williams, seven catches, 184 yards, two touchdowns. And Mechie had 97 yards and a touchdown as well. Like I like LSU's receivers, but, Jameson Williams ain't on that roster. So um, then no. obviously you don't have the quarterback no. that, that throws What about Kayshawn like Booty, that. dude? What do you mean? Kayshawn Booty, dude. Kayshawn needs a game like that for his own sanity. He's and gone for, for like fans, 300 so. yards this season. What are Kayshawn Booty's stats this season, actually? That's a very good question. They have been nearly average. Uh, average. Very non-existent. Average. I don't even know if he's getting average. Okay, he's, got, he's a secondary receiver on the team. Yeah, Keishan Booty has 42 catches for 431 yards. Averaging about 40 yards a game. Uh, east, not great. East, east. Um, all right. Oh, last thing. LSU UGA. Wait, sorry. Real quick here. Oh, man. Look at that. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Oh, look at that. Look at that. That's LSU beating George's ass right there, dude. Look at your boy, huh? Oh, wait, no, that's not how this works. I'm over here. 53, 53. Look at that. Great memories there, Aaron Murray, huh? Beating the Bulldogs. One of my favorite, favorite feelings ever. The, the two I know. times you got a chance with to me. Talk, make sure to take care of that, that, that 2013 <laughs> ass whooping in Athens was so much fun. So much fun. Best oh, game of my life. Man. The game I always oh, want to talk yeah. about, the day that we uh, outdueled the Met show. Uh, that was a very, that was a very fun day. Um, all right. Uh, let's move on. Uh, uh from bad news the for poor guys. Huh. Blake Corum to having season ending, knee, season ending knee surgery just reported about. So ago. I was just going to say, uh, as we move to the Ooh. big 10, that Blake Corum has been playing a little, uh, coy rum with his stat status this weekend as he's basically saying, I'm taking it day by day. Um, so it is weird, right? That's obviously not ideal, not for a Michigan team that's going to need him in the bigger games down the road. Like, I don't think they need him Saturday against Purdue. Do we just want to give George Aaron, the natty? <laughs> I mean, 
does 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 it hit a little less though after what you saw last week no. out of Michigan without Blake Corum? No, Ohio State just it, it more to me proved that Ohio State still is not good on the defense side of the football. So um that's a huge loss. I mean, you're talking about a guy that was 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 definitely in the thick of things for the Heisman uh towards the end of the season. So that is devastating for them and yeah it does feel good the way you're able to rush it in the second half and, and your backups came in there and played well but when your identity is running the football dominating the line of scrimmage and you lose your best player on offense i don't know if jj could put the team on his back we're about to find out again he did it yeah. once did lightning strike once and can he do it over and over again for three more games I, this week doesn't matter i mean they'll take care of business for purdue regardless but yeah it just, once again, man, if I'm a dog fan, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about this playoffs, especially now. That stinks. Oh I feel for the God, kid. He's a hell dude. of a player. I mean, are hell you, of a player. Like, you real, you just, mm. you don't even know. Cause God. I guess these, I guess these changes happen over time, but like y'all are going to be Alabama. You guys are going to be the insufferable pricks that have no perspective and want to fire everybody. What's the line don't get to, a first by the down way. and all these things? Un unbelievable. What's, what in the LSU game? Line, 18 and a half. No, 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 no. The, the Purdue Michigan game has it moved at all? Oh, I wonder if it moves. Oh, oh, I'm not sure. I might wait because I love, I think Michigan covers a 16 and a half. And if it goes even lower, you know. Let's, let's, I don't let's know if some, I know. Let's what, make some diaper money. Let's make some diaper money. Let's go. I don't know if I know what this means from Rob D in the chat. He says, T-Bob looks like he's ready to go out and climb into a deer stand while listening to Celine Dion. I like a good look. Sounds, like, like, but... sounds like, well, you know, don't tempt me with the best compliment ever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, by the way, bet y'all didn't know this. Celine Dion's mom, an A-Bear. How about that? An A-Bear from Canada. So uh, me and Celine related somewhere down the road. Um. In terms of the Big Ten championship, yeah, look, Michigan's going to roll. Uh, I will say this, and this is to get. And no, I'm not a hunter, uh, BB, and I'm, 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 I'm really not. I'm not an outdoorsman. I'm a nerd. I'm, I'm much happier uh, with a controller in my hand uh, than a rifle. Though, though, I like enjoy hunting when I go and stuff. I don't go. I never like go out of my way uh, to go hunting. Really. Um, Okay, this okay. I know we I I fuck around a lot, but this is this is sad. So I want to be a little serious here. Uh, did you see the story about Aiden O'Connell? Because if you're looking for kind of a yeah. heartstring story to hear for yeah. Purdue quarterback Aiden O'Connell loses mm -hmm. his brother last week. They announced it today. Ugh. His brother passed. His oldest brother passed. It seems that we don't know the details. Seems like it was unexpected. His older brother's passed. He still plays um, against Indiana. He, he plays well. He puts his team into the Big Ten Championship. He was visibly upset on the sideline, right? He was crying into his towel. He was speaking a lot with a team chaplain. You hear his teammates talk about him, and, uh, and, and reportedly, from what I've read, his faith is very important to him, and he's like a really just good young man, leader of men, and um, he's actually had to be away from the team all weekend. He is helping prepare things for his brother and his family and being there for them, and then he is coming back into town uh, to play in this game. So look, I think Michigan rolls, but in terms of who my heart and emotions will be with yeah. this week, it is very clearly Purdue. I would love nothing more than if Aiden O'Connell could somehow 
um, rise through this personal tragedy and give Purdue their their first Big Ten championship since Drew Brees was the quarterback in 2000. And and, and to be clear, he, he he expressed some similar emotion last week, calling it like the greatest feeling in the world, putting his team into this Big Ten championship game. So definitely a, a heartstrings narrative to to cheer for there in Aiden O'Connell. And he, yeah. he was like the eight-string quarterback. I know, but he's had a good career too, man. I, I've enjoyed watching him yeah. go out there and and execute and run this offense. So, I mean, that's that is a heavy, heavy burn for him last week and obviously into this week too. So, prayers for him and his family uh, as they go through this. And um, still amazing. Like that, that's the one thing you do love about college football, T. Bob, and, and and just football in general is like you lose your brother, but you have eighty five plus other brothers that are there to to support you. Like that is that's what to me is so special about the game of football is the brotherhood it's the love it's the support uh and i guarantee you man every player on that 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 roster has his back is showing him love and giving him and his family all the support that they need during this time so um that's that's why i love this game it's 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 truly amazing yeah yeah um i agree so that is the big 10 championship and there's never any easy way to transition out of that so we'll just do it um, and then last on this list, oh, I do like this from Andy J. He says, I think T-Bob is a gamer and a Star Wars guy. Can't decide on Murray. I think he either dates trades, or he either day trades <laughs> or plays a lot of pickleball. Uh, today, with the Masters quarter zip, you are giving off some incredible yeah, super. day trading vibes. I, I completely agree here. Country club, pickleball, day trader. 100%. Aaron is only doing snaps because he so. lost all of his money in the SBF scandal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Damn you, Tom Brady, for tricking me. Damn you, Tom Brady. Uh, no, I, I did actually go uh, walk a quick nine this morning before the show. So I love me some golf. Love, love me some golf. Uh, it sounds like you're saying golf, like Jared, uh, golf and then L golf. Um, all right. Uh, oh, the Atlanta athletic club. I remember the, uh, Atlanta athletic club mm -hmm. back in the day. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, by the way, I meant to tell you this today. Somebody mentioned, oh, we got to go. Don't we? Never mind. Yes. We have uh, to Clemson, go. UNC, Cl Cl uh, Clemson, UNC, uh, the only thing I have to say oh, it's about our this game or the only, it's it's just shocking how uninteresting this game is. It's really just Ugh. I just want to watch Drake May see if Drake May can win the yeah. ACC. That'd be tight if freshman year yeah, he wins. That's it. Um, um yeah. mm. so somebody mentioned Brandon Sutherland the other day. You know where Brandon Sutherland played? GAC played with him in high school. How about yeah. that? Huh? Huh? How about that, dude? All right, hey, y'all have a great day. Uh huge thank you to um Everyone join us here on the show every single day. You know we love you. Huge thank you to the FanDuel Sportsbook app, promo code SNAPS. Go buy some SNAPS merch, SNAPS20. SNAPS20 going to get you 20% off said merch. Huge thank you to Uncle Colin and the Volume Sports uh, Network for having us here. Uh, the next time I see y'all, I will be a father of three. I will also be an SEC champion once again. So uh, very much looking forward to Team that. USA. Aaron yeah go team usa thank you so much aaron thank you ryan brumley paul farrington pat gunter danny Cardenas, all the excellent snaps team we love you all so much and we hope you have a great day let's enjoy ourselves some college football i'm diosa and i'm mala we are the creators of locatora radio a radiophonic novella which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast, podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at First Listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.